If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. Welcome to the People Without a Chip Podcast. We are the podcast. Nobody asked us to start giving you the opinions you didn't know you wanted to hear. Episode 27 with a bullet. Wait, is it 27? I think so. I think I hope so. I, yeah. I think I th- it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because last week was 26. So, yeah. now, more importantly, it feels right. <laughs> so I think that's what that's what's important. There you go, Galloway. How mm-hmm. the hell are you? I'm good, man. We have a really busy week. We had a lot of sports going on here, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. So we had some. We had some. Um, what are you? I guess. Championship games? Yeah, so we had the AFC championship game, and uh, that was between the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, and I'll just give my take on this um, just real quick. And, um, you know, this game I thought kind of went how I thought it was going to go. I thought the Chiefs, when it, when it just boiled down to it, Chiefs were the better team. Um, I thought that you know, really Mahomes was at his best. Um, one thing I noticed is that for the Bills, the, their quarterback, Josh Allen, he he was literally under pressure all game. I mean, he was constantly having to run for his life. Um, and they made it really tough for him. Um, it just wasn't really enough for them to be able – to beat a team that is as talented as Kansas City on both sides of the football. I mean, you know, they were up 9-0. And then after that, they were uh, they were outscored 38-6. to So that just, you know, that just goes to show you how, you know, how potent this, this, this uh, Chiefs offense is when you have Mahomes, when you have a Tyreek Hill, when you have a Travis Kelsey, when you can just get any kind of running game, um, uh, they're they're very very good. So um, that's what I took away. It was kind of expected for me. Um, so I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, the 
the game was not as good as I thought it was going to be. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot better. And, yeah, Mahomes, I was wrong. I picked the Bills to take it to the Chiefs and win, and we'd have a Bucks-Bills Super Bowl, but no. After that. What what made it bad for you? The, you know, there's times where Josh Allen looked like, he looked like a, um, he like, looked like he was running for his life. Yeah, he looked like right. a rookie. I mean, you know, when he lost I mean, that, what was that 20-yard loss for a sack? Yeah. You know, when he was just running back there, running, running, running. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they are a very good football team. They're just not there yet, is really in my mind. I'm not saying that Josh Allen can't be that kind of quarterback that can, you know, make that next step, you know, and, you know, can maybe take them. You know, but right now they're not there. And when you face a team like the Chiefs with Mahomes, with all that talent, I, you know, you you have to play your literally A plus game. And yeah, I mean, especially right now, because, you know, this is, you know, they, you know, I think they know, you know, what it takes. Right. Because this, you know, like this. I mean, this basically whole team did last year. So uh, it was going to take a special effort, and um, I think we just saw how good the Chiefs are. So, um, you know, I mean, again, being down 9 nothing, and then, you know, and then going 38 and 6 over the last, what was it, three quarters? Yeah. Uh, um... That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, Mahomes is um is what I was calling him last night was like the human cheat code, man. There's times where I thought the Bills defense had him dead to rights, and he somehow I don't know up up down down left right left right a b his way out of it. I was like, what the fuck? He's are you ready to are you ready to now finally admit that he's the face of American sports? No, no, he's not the face. No, if anything. If anything, Tom Brady proved that yesterday in that uh-huh. Packers which we, game. Which we which we will get into. But yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. Mahomes does I mean, he does things that you just don't expect, but I think um as good as he is though, would you not agree though that his that the receivers and the tight end that he has around him, and then that defense, the way it played yesterday. I mean, it just, it just, it, it's just the perfect scenario. It's just kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that magic in a bottle type thing, and they're, and you know, they're trying to get the most out of it. But I mean, they are so talented outside of just Mahomes. Oh yeah, yeah, like you mentioned, it Hill. He man, that guy is fast. I mean, I knew he was I mean, fast, I mean, but that guy was 20, 21 miles an hour fast. <laughs> yeah, that is. I mean, oh, what? I mean, but then also, no one talks about Travis Kelsey had the best year of any tight end ever, ever, and no one ever really. I mean, ever. I mean, yes, I know that there have been the great ones, but I can honestly say, as a lifelong diehard, you know. I mean, you know, as you know, I mean, I am a huge cowboy fan, as we all know. 
I mean, there's no way Jason Witten was ever on this level of Travis Kelsey. I mean, never. I, I mean, it, I mean, he is special, and uh, it, and I think he's a huge. I think it's a lot like what Gronk was and maybe still is to Tom Brady. Um, you know, having that outlet um, is, you know, he's just so good. I mean, he's so unguard. I mean, they're doing shovel passes to him in the red zone. Okay, here's where, here's I mean, where, here's my gripe. I wouldn't say he's special. Okay, sure. Mahomes is special. No, I think this guy's special. This guy would be special anyway. No, no, so? I don't think so. I don't think so because I think it's more of the scheme and the offensive play calling that is making him look like he's special. I'm not saying he's bad by any means. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's a game changer. When I when when I hear special, I hear game changer. Um, I don't think he's a game changer. I think if he went to a different team who didn't have that same scheme, kind of like uh like a Gronk, I don't think he'd be as special. So like a Mahomes, he's special. Man, see, so the and see, so the see, so where where I kind of see where you're coming from. Yes, I mean when you have Mahomes as your quarterback, obviously, you know not just Mahomes, just this, this the entire uh, offensive yes. scheme. Okay, yeah, okay, so the whole scheme. But again, he's six five six six, and the way he runs the routes, the way he gets open in the slot. I mean, I think that could really translate anywhere. He might not put up the, you know, maybe like these numbers that are like the best. If he was special, but, he would. But I think he would be very – I mean, again, I I still think if you put him on a team, I don't know. I mean, I mean, he would be the number one option literally on almost any other team. I mean, that's how good he is. You can line him up anywhere, just like you could Gronk when he was in his prime. And that's where I think he is special. But, yes, I'm I, I and not disagreeing with you. It, uh, yes, it, it does like have a are. lot to do with, with – well, no, 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 because, yes, I do think it, you know, does have a lot to do with Pat Mahomes and it does have a lot to do with the scheme, but – he is he's super talented, man. I I mean, super, yeah, he he, he is for sure. He I, is. He's he's well, and maybe what I am maybe more getting at is, and which is what you're saying is he's just perfect for that. System. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's just like it's just he's just always there. It was almost like. Whenever Romo needed someone, it was always Witten right there. And but he's just so much more of an athlete than Witten ever was. Uh, so that's what makes it a little different for me. But I, but at the same time, he's just a safety blanket that is one of the as you know I think the best in the league. So anyway, we probably spent too much time on that. But anyway, uh, so um, you want to get into the Bucks Packers? Yeah. So this one was the one I was most excited for. I man. actually like this game gonna... more than the okay. Chiefs Bills. Oh yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. But I'm gonna <laughs> let you start on this one. I'm gonna let you give yours and then I'll give what I um yeah, what so, I thought. So I'm gonna let you So start let me here. start with a question. Is there any way okay. that an active okay. an active NFL player can be enshrined in the Hall of Fame? Because that's where Tom Brady needs to be like today. 
I agree. There 40, should be a rule change. Yeah, 43 there years old. There should be a, a rule change that as soon as he <clears throat> retires, he walks in. Oh, I think there right. should be a rule change that as soon as, you know, as be- before the Super Bowl starts. He has to quit playing. Enshrine no, no. him. He has to quit. Like right before, like okay. the day before. The Super Bowl's on a Sunday. Let's go on a Saturday and just go ahead and have his bus ready. Well, okay. We all know that he's going to the Hall of Fame. But, yes, I do agree. What he has done and what he just did in this past year is flat out amazing. But go ahead. Yeah, it's a, and and I get people who would say, oh, well, the second half, you know, he wasn't that good. He threw three picks and yada, yada, yada. But it's the fact that he was still hanging in there at the age of 43. That first quarter, that first half, I'm sorry, was almost flawless. And then that, that I call it the dagger, that dagger right before half, <clears throat> to Miller, which was, was to Miller, a, which was well fourth and which one, which was almost, which should be a fireable offense <clears throat> on the Packers coach, yeah, on the defensive side. What the fuck are they doing? But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yes, and, you're right. Yeah, and I would just, yes. I, I kept thinking I mean, to myself, Jesus. all right, second half. I hate prevent defense, but come on, <laughs> the, the defense, that whole team. Hey, the offense yeah. did what it needed to do, yeah. and the defense really did what it needed to do. And I was just for sure thinking that Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay would just make their adjustments. And in my eyes, that game wasn't as close as I as it was as as the score says it was, in my eyes. <clears throat> There's just something that that defense, that de- that is the textbook of defense wins championships. That that defense made the stops when it needed to. It sat, how many sacks did Rodgers have? Two sacks? He got sacked twice, I think it was. And, yeah, but that doesn't tell the story. No, and that I mean, and and, and yeah. Rogers almost never gets sacked. But yeah, but but that doesn't even tell the story. Of, I mean, re- yes, yeah. But I mean, the game, yes. okay. the game was great. The game was just as good as it was as it was advertised. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it, and yeah, I plan on watching it again in the future. Five stars. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was definitely five stars. Here's just a couple of my notes, which are um, which are really just kind of piggybacking off of yours. Um, I thought Tom Brady was absolutely superhuman in that first half. I mean, from the first drive, it was move down the field, boom, boom, boom. It was third down conversion after third down conversion. It was, you know, it was. I mean, it was just vintage Tom, and, you know, you would never have guessed that, you know, he's 43 years old. And um, like you said, he did not have a good second half. He did not play that well. Now, some of it was some passes that were right there that just happened to go off the hands of the receivers, but you know what? That happens, whatever. But – the defense of really Tampa Bay is what I really want to focus on is that front seven. We kind of kept talking about over, you know, you know, over the year, you know, over the season, you know, they were really good, but how good they showed how good they can be. And they put pressure on Rogers, whether they only had two sacks, you know, Rogers was constantly under pressure he only threw for barely 200 yards. You know, they um, 
they had an interception, I believe. Um, and, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, the Packers team is very good. And it did come down to a very questionable, obviously, coaching call. And, you know, uh, where the Packers are down, um, I believe at the time, eight. <clears throat> and it was fourth and goal. And instead of going for it with Aaron Rodgers on the eight-yard line, um, they decided to go for the field goal to make it a five-point game, knowing or hoping that their defense could make a stop. And and for some reason, Matt LaFleur has been just, just crucified over this. And I don't get it. I'm saying right now, I think he made the right decision. You know what? You have a really good defense. You you have a defense that has a front seven that you think is just as good that can put pressure. You know, they so you end so because really either way you're going to have to make a stop. So what does it matter if you take the points or if you don't or if you go for it and you get it? Either way, your defense is going to have to stop someone, and they couldn't. So I, so all this talk about, oh, he shouldn't have kicked the field goal, or oh, he should have gone for it, and you know, you know, all this, blah blah blah. You know, I think it's, I think it would have worked out either way because the Packers would have had to make it make a stop either way, and um, they clearly couldn't. And I feel like the Bucks were the better team, and uh, they were clearly better on defense. And uh, now it leads to the future of now, obviously Aaron Rodgers, and we're and we'll be talking about that on the podcast for probably you know months to come. Is he gonna stay with Green Bay? Is he gonna go somewhere else? Is he fed up? Is he mad? So we'll see. But. Uh, you have to give obviously credit to Tom. He was fantastic. You know, we all, you know, I have heard, you know, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay and, you know, um, what's the other one? Um, Tampa Bay and, um, uh, I can't think of the other one that, we always say, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, again, he's just, he has been fantastic. So, um, you think he won, <laughs> he, he does it again. I can't believe I can't think of that one. Tampa Bay and, uh, oh, oh, okay. And then I guess the other one would be Tampa Tom, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> Tampa Tom, <don't> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I, but, uh, either way, that took way too long. So it didn't really work out, but, uh, <laughs> Um, the Bucks again, you know, it's just, I, I just, one last thing real quick. It's just amazing how he's able to change the culture. Cause you don't see that. I mean, you can see it in basketball when it's a much smaller roster. This is basically 53 men. And this is the exact same team outside of Rob Gronkowski that they had last year. And with just him coming in and just, you know, everything that goes into that, he changed the culture and you don't see that a whole lot in football. And for him to take a team who has not been to the playoffs since 
who knows when, and they really haven't even been relevant in who knows when, and for and now they're in the Super Bowl, and the only thing they changed was their quarterback, and he's a 43-year-old, by the way, and it's just, I mean, I don't know if there's enough superlatives to really explain how, I mean, what this guy's doing, how good he is, it's just, uh, it's just special, so We'll spend a lot of, you know, like the next podcast, obviously going over the Super Bowl matchup, which is obviously Tampa Bay versus the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. But it's just amazing that, um, you know, obviously Tampa was able to go on the road, win three straight road games. You know, it's just, you know, you just keep waiting for him to fall off, Irod, and he and he doesn't. Yeah, and right? my my I worry mean, is. I, I, He'll I fall mean, off at the wrong time. I don't know what time. else to say. I don't know what else to say. You know? Yeah, maybe so. Uh, maybe it's left to say nothing for now. All right, man. With that already talked about, I think me and you had some homework that we had to dive into from last week. Oh, yeah. yeah I think our homework was to watch that. Tiger Woods documentary on HBO. Yes. And yes. that did not disappoint at all. <laughs> um, Callaway, let me ask it, you. No, let me it, start off by asking you this. Okay. You're a big golf guy. Because right, I was about, yeah. All right. You're a big yeah, Tiger fan. Course. Yep. What did you I, think yes. about that documentary? Um,. I thought it was well done. Um, there was some things, well, 95% of the stuff, again, I knew um, just because I was in the sports world when this all was going on. And um, if you want to get into my story, maybe we'll have time for it. But um uh, there were some things that I was surprised about, and that was um, how they painted Earl. Oh, no, his daddy. Which is Tiger's dad. Yeah, so they painted him in, 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 in really a light that I've never seen before or ever heard before where he was a notorious cheater. And he had a Winnebago that was just basically parked outside the house and uh, um, his mom knew, but again, she didn't really make too much of it. And, um, and so at a young age, it seemed like Tiger saw this happening and I think it was, he thought this was okay or this was normal. And again, not saying that, you know, he should have known better, you know, obviously later in life, but his dad and, and him and the relationship was at such, they were just, it was, you know, they were like best friends, but it was a dad thing. And, you know, and I think he saw this and when his dad passed away, you could tell something changed. And it was, he was trying to, you know, whether it be him going in and doing all the Navy SEAL, you know, all that training or 
whether it be, you know, um, after he had had sex with, you know, that one girl, he would go and eat cereal and he would watch cartoons. I mean, I mean, there was just certain things about it that you really don't realize. And it's almost kind of like the Michael Jackson effect, which is what I, you know, which is what I kind of looked at it like is that I don't think Tiger ever had a childhood. No, he didn't. I don't think Tiger, you, you know, I mean, you know, he wanted to play other sports, you know, and at, and it was clear that there was no way that was going to happen, according to Earl, because Earl, did, you know, Earl wanted him to be. A he has to focus on golf. Knew. Yes. And it was golf and golf only. And, um, and I think, you know, it did come full circle. I mean, obviously Earl got him to where he wanted him to be when he won the 97 Masters and he won by so much and you saw the hug and all the, you know, all of the hard work and then what came from that, all the endorsements and the money. And then, yeah, you see the fall and then, you and then obviously what was one of the greatest moments in sports really in my mind is when he won in twenty nineteen. He won the Masters, which was his first major in uh, God, it's gotta be fifteen years or more. And then you see him then hugging his son, who we talked about earlier in the uh, podcast. Um you know, with him hugging Charlie. And it's just like, I think he's come full circle. Um, and I think this, you know, it's just, uh, it was really good. It was interesting. It, as much as I knew the story, there were some definitely some parts that were some, were, were new to me. So I liked it in that aspect. What about you? Yeah. I, I really, really liked it, man. I, you know, Tiger Woods has always been an interesting Sports figure in my eyes only because he had probably one of the eh, I guess next to next to Lance Armstrong had one of the biggest falls from great fall from graces fall from grace Gracies yeah ah, fall from grace great let's go with that that sounds that that feels right whatever you know with that whole scandal I remember you know when they went over that part uh, when he when he crashes his SUV into a pole yeah. And I remember that shit happening. Like I remember reading about that shit and seeing about it the next day. You know, I was like, and I still remember that very. But watching it, but but at the same time watching it, remember when he couldn't even like he was so out of it, he didn't know where he was. I mean, like watching that live again, you know, was kind of like, man, he really he was really at the bottom of the barrel. He was in a bad place. Well, no, I mean, he, I mean, he was just in a bad place. I mean, he. I mean, it was point blank. He was clearly in a bad place. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was well done. I mean, hey, the guy's yeah. life was the guy's life, and he unfortunately had a yep. bunch of pressure on and... him as a as a only child who only was going to be good at golf and golf only. Um, yeah. His man. Yeah, just I I kind of had an inkling before watching this and before I even saw the trailer that you know Tiger's dad was going to be um what's the word I'm looking for? He was going to be I guess eccentric. You know, anybody who says that my son's going to have or, the same or, effect or, or the prominent figure or greater effect than yeah. Gandhi. Yeah. 
I'm okay. like, wait a minute sure. now. Wait a minute, pump the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what yep. um what Gandhi's handicap was, but you know, that's we're talking about Gandhi here. You know, that's what I thought. And I was like, man, this guy yeah. is really putting his son and what his son can accomplish on a you know on a pedestal. But yeah, it was very enlightening. I, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Even though I think you're the one that tells me that Tiger wasn't too happy about the documentary, you know, and they talked to is it one? How many how many of those females that he banged that he talked that they talked to? Was it just one or two? <laughs> I think it was I, I think it was just the one that was on It was the one that well, it was one that, you know, that um, he was banging behind everybody's back. And then his girlfriend. Oh, of three and then years. there was one madam. Well, well, there was a. I thought there was a madam that ended up hooking him up with a bunch of different. Which, I hey, know. I mean, I, I don't know. I think at, at the end of it, it was like fifteen women. You know, I was like, man, it's like it feels yeah, crazy yeah, just yeah, reliving more. all that because I, I remember, you know, all that shit in the news because this is the, this was the Michael Jordan of golf. You know, this was the. And and so. And so this brings me to yeah. hey, maybe we can end it on this. I don't know, but I mean, we for, uh, so when you watch this, right? I think that you know, I you know, I felt myself as much as I watched him, right? And I watched it, and I watched all this happen. I forgot just how good he was and how dominant he was for so long. I mean, he, I mean. Just whether it be on one leg or whether it be with whatever yeah. going on, he, ju- I mean, whether he was just, he won and he continued to win. And then that fall from grace and then that press conference that was, it so was awkward. awkward that oh, really I was never, like cringing watching that, it. I was like, oh, is this is so awkward. That, but, but, and, and again, he never had to do that. I mean, like, people don't understand. He never had to go up there and do that. That was his personal life. He never had to get up in front of a camera and do what he did, but he did. And I've never seen anything like that to where you, uh, like, where, I mean, like, it's literally a press conference on, hey, I fucked up and I'm sorry. I mean, I've never seen any, I mean, have you, I, I don't know if you have, no. but I certainly have you know, in my lifetime. Anyone, and it's just crazy because then it comes full circle and he has all the injuries and he can't win. And then you see he wins and then the hug with his son. And it, and it's just kind of like, okay. But I get where he's kind of like, why are we, you know, why are we, you know, rehashing this, you know, you know, oh, again for yeah, the sixteenth really. time. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I get where he's kind of like, okay, let's just let it go. So, Philip Rivers has called it a career. Man, I kind of saw it coming, but I didn't think it'd be this. I didn't think it'd be this fast. You didn't think it'd be that fast. You didn't think. Yeah, you didn't I, think um, he would make a decision so soon. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, that's what I, I thought. Yeah, I thought he was gonna because I think the Colts wanted to bring him back, maybe. But I think when it boils down to it, he knew that it was the end. I mean, he has like twelve kids, and um, you know, he wants to be a high school high school football coach. He's already been hired, I think, in South Alabama as a high school coach, and 
that's what he wants to do. And you know what? More power to him. I believe he is a Hall of Famer, uh, just not a first ballot because of all of what we talked about. But uh, um, he was a great quarterback. He was fun to watch, and uh, he'll be missed. But uh, I think he'll do some great things. And, um, um, you know, um, I hope that he comes back to the NFL in some aspect. Um, But I guess we'll see. So, yeah, I don't. Hey, Philip Rivers, if you're somehow listening to this little podcast, don't come back to the NFL. Enjoy your retirement. No, I just met football coach. You don't need that stress, Philip. Don't listen to Callaway. No, I'm sorry. I meant when, you know, when I say come back, I meant come back as a coach and not as a player. So, no, I mean as a, I, I even mean as a coach, Philip. Don't okay. come back as a coach. That's okay. too much of a stressful job. Okay. Now you and your you and your your wonky throwing motion. You guys enjoy retirement. Show yep. other kids how to throw weird, just like you <laughs> at the high school level. <laughs> so hey. yeah, uh, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I'll let the NFL make that decision for me. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer. If you say so, man. Um, Deshaun Watson, he's pissing me off. Because, you know, now he's like, oh, I got a short list of where I want to go. And I'm like, dude, pump your brakes. Because you're still under contract. And they're not going to trade you anywhere. You're and right. I, and then there's reports that, oh, no coach, no matter who the coach is, he doesn't want to play for Houston. And I'm like, quit being a baby back bitch and grow up. Ooh, okay. But look at what the Texans have done to their stars. Why would you want to be there? Uh, pay them and give them opportunity? Yeah, that's that's real bad. No, again, they have paid him, but they traded away his number gave one him an opportunity. And, again, he has a no-trade clause. He can say no to <clears> – <throat> I mean, you know, I mean, he wants to say the Jets or he wants to say the Panthers. That's fine. That's if the Texans want to trade him. Yeah, and I don't think they do. And I honestly believe that if they hire a coach like Eric Bieniemy, um, who they have requested a second interview from, I think he could maybe convince – that they're going to run the same offense as the Chiefs. He's going to be, you know, uh, the only thing that worries me is their cap, and they have no and they have no draft picks. But, um, you know, I, I just I think that's the only coach that, in my mind, that can convince him to stay. Otherwise, you know, I mean, we always talk about the NBA being like a players league, and. I mean, we saw James Harden, and we've seen all these, you know, players basically dictate where they want to go. And for some reason in the NFL now, it's, you know, it's more or less frowned upon. And look, if he doesn't want to be there, if he doesn't believe in what they're doing, then you have to try and get the most, you know, obviously for him and, you know, move forward. I mean – and, you know, that might be 
you know, on the ownership. And it's a shame that the coach has to come in there and, you know, really has to deal with that. But um, I still don't fully believe that this is completely, completely done in terms of this relationship can't be fixed. I believe if they hire the right coach, which I think, you know, which, you know, in my mind should be Eric Bieniemy. Um, I think he would have the best chance of convincing Watson to stay to, you know, the offense they're going to run and that kind of stuff. So I get what you're saying, but, you know, I mean, he did sign that contract and. That's what um, I, you know, I'm glad you said that. I mean, you know. I was going to say, fuck that. Fuck that noise. You signed the contract, Deshaun. He did. You play it now. But when but when he signed that contract, they had Hopkins. They had all you know. All of a sudden, once he signed it, then they got rid of everybody. So I can see where he would be upset about like what the hell's going on here. Like you yeah, know, well sometimes I, I sometimes when I come outside, the sun is shining, and some days I walk out in the training, but I can't get all pissed off about it. <laughs> I came into this so, world, and that's the way it is. So you, you signed that contract. Tra- so you wouldn't. So you wouldn't trade him if you were the Texans. Hell no, I wouldn't. At this point, I'm saying I'm proving a point. Either you can sit out, or you can play. But I'm not trading your ass. But what kind of position are you now putting your head coach in? I'm gonna say, hey, look, I'm gonna give you lemons. You make lemonade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. But that's that's not. That like, not I'm not trading him. You want... convince him. You convince him to stay, or you're not gonna have a quarterback. Of course, I got to get the coach all signed. You know, well, so. and see, so that's – and see, so what you're saying is what I think is the wrong take because that's when you end up with like a Philadelphia Eagles with a with, – With a with, Super Bowl? Shit, no, me up. No, listen to what I – no, 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 just listen. So they just hired Nick Sirianni, who no one knows anything the fuck about. People are saying that he's not the smartest – and his basically floor as a head coach is a B minus, but because he is somehow linked to, you know, obviously Carson Wentz, they, and again, he didn't even call plays for the Colts. And that's, I guess the link is because he was under Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator back when they, back when Wentz was good. And so now you have this guy who no one knows anything about and people are saying this is this is just to make Wentz happy. Again, like where do you draw the line of you know winning versus you know making your star player happy even if he's not gonna be happy? So make your star player happy. You just set a bad precedent. All around. And I'm not about but, that. But it's about, but that's what every, I mean, but again, that's what every, but if you look at, that's what Tom Brady, he wasn't clearly happy because he wasn't getting catered to and now he's in New England, so he left. Look at all the quarterbacks that now want to leave or, hey, look, you man, know. Don't I compare mean, Deshaun Watson to Tom Brady. He's no, I'm here. not, but I'm just saying if he wants out, why are we chastising him when he signed the contract? 
I you can't get sign it, a contract but... and be like, all right, you know what? I'm not happy here. Uh, trade me. Let me go. It's like, no, that's not how this shit works. You are a good player, well, and we signed you for your services. You don't like the idea, the the situation. You have to give us a chance to make it to make it better. We don't have that coach here anymore. We don't have that gym here anymore. All right. No, no, no. Mm-mm. Trade me. Nope. No. Kill that. Kill that noise, Deshaun. No, but he. But you got to remember, he signed that contract when they had obviously Hopkins, when they had all. I mean, and now and then he signed the contract, and then they traded away literally everything. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that as much as he does. But when you sign a contract, anything can happen once you sign that contract. So you can't say, as I'm not you, but him as a player, like, you know what? Man, you traded all these players away, you know, after I signed it, you know, I don't want to be part of the deal. That wasn't the deal. The deal wasn't, we're going to keep all these players. If you stay, you signed up because it was the best situation you had at that time. But so don't I don't like know. that argument. I don't like that argument of, well, you know, he had these players. Had but, these, you know what? And it was a sunny day. And now it's probably a cloudy day. So you want to back out of contract because the weather's not right? Well, no, but that's fine. But you don't know what he promised him. They also promised him that he would be involved in also the GM search because he was, because he is their franchise. He, you know, I well, mean, I can almost this guarantee is, you there's no way they said, this is right, not we're going to keep all him. your players. This is not on him. This is more now on the franchise. If 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 they told him that, then that's then and they told him he was going to be involved, and then he gave all this advice, and they didn't take any of it. Then you know what? That's on the franchise. That's and not that, on the and quarterback. That, and that warrants him wanting to to leave the organization because they didn't hold his hand and be like, "Hey, Deshaun, tell us which coach you want. Tell us which GM you want." Uh huh. Uh huh. Man, it's a damn business. And yeah, they probably told but him that. And they probably didn't go through to win. Or he wants or to win. Maybe they did say, hey, what gym do you want? He's like, oh, I want this guy. All right, cool. Appreciate your input. We're going to go this route. And then he gets all butthurt about it. We don't know. It could have been a million different scenarios. We don't know. We but don't the point know, is, he we, signed the contract. But con- I do know he wants to win. And he wants he to win. And he's going to he sign the contract. And he's going to play to the contract. And he's going to sit there and he's going to like it. But he's going to play the contract no matter what team he's with, is my point. And he's going to play because he. And if I were the Texans, you're going to play his contract with us. Or you can sit on the bench with us. Either way, you signed with us. You know, because you signed a contract, Sean. That's why. That's what I would tell him. God damn it. Let me run the Texans. All right. I'd give him a, a cup and be like, here you go. Uh, go on the corner well, and well, beg for change. Well, they I would maybe, pay you millions. Well, then maybe you should be part of John Madden's plan. Oh, what's his plan? Oh, you didn't hear this? No. Okay, so John Madden has suggested that um, the best players of Madden yeah. should be hired as coaches of of the NFL. They they should be hired on as NFL, um, not only coaches but also scouts. A horrible, horrible so, idea. No, that's no, that's basically what you're saying, right? Is that you know we gotta you know we gotta. <laughs> is John Madden still alive? Or he... Yeah, he is, and is that's he? really what he said. He said that hey, you should take some of the best players that can play this game, they can play Madden, and they can scout Madden, and they can do 
all this stuff, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, like for EA sports, not just the players, but you know, you know, all of the, all of the people that work for EA that actually rank these players and do all, you know, that, you know, handle all that kind of stuff They go to all the training camps and they look and, you know, their ratings are based on certain things. That's where he was getting at. He's like, Hey, maybe the NFL and maybe these teams should look at hiring some of these guys instead of their scout team. No, I mean, again, it sounds ridiculous, but, but, I'm going to just leave you with one point and then you can just, and then you can, and then you can just, and then you can just run with it, but, and you can just bitch and moan. But I'm just saying, look at how many quarterbacks have been missed. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the bears who took Trubisky over Mahomes and Watson. Look at how many quarterbacks have been missed. Uh, again, I'm not saying that if you had these people in these positions, you necessarily would make a different, but it's like, how much worse can it get for some organizations? I mean, you haven't gotten it right in literally how many years? I mean, what the hell do you have to lose? So anyway, go ahead. Um, I would say Go ahead, John Go ahead and disagree with me. I'll say, Mr. It's Madden, fine. sit your old dads down. <laughs> you sound like a senile old man. That's a horrible idea. A horrible idea. We'll let some nerd software developers analysts go to the combine and scout all of these players and have them be GMs essentially or assistant GMs. No, not GMs. Just scouts. Scouts. Scout, I guarantee scout. they, they they'd probably do a hell of a lot better than they do now. Um, you why, then why was Dak a fourth round draft pick if these scouts are so fucking smart? You're senile old man. Just like Madden. Yeah, you know what? So. Go drink, go drink some damn uh, prune juice, old man. It's horrible. It's a horrible idea. <laughs> I think something does need to happen though with um, with the scouting department. Yeah, Analytics, though, that's too many. Know, that's, that's too many uh, bad quarterbacks. I guess that's what he's getting at, right? Okay, so hang on, real quick. Let me get into this because I do have, I have a really, I am actually really curious what you think because I think this is brilliant. This is actually one thing that I think that the NFL is getting right, mm-hmm. minus obviously listening to obviously John Madden. But um, so there'll be no Pro Bowl this year, right? So they'll so oh, finally. You, okay, so you'll be voted in too, right? So you'll be voted and and all that, but there'll be no game because of COVID, because the pandemic, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so they have come up with. A what I think is a fantastic idea, and I'm just curious what you think. What they're going to do is they're going to play the uh, Pro Bowl on Madden 21. Okay, Mm -hmm. so now listen to this. So you have you have Deshaun Watson, who we we have also been talking about. You then you then have Derrick Henry, who is one of the leading rushers of the league. You then have Snoop Dogg. And then you have Keyshawn Johnson, and they will represent the AFC. Mm-hmm. You then have Kyler Murray, Jamal Adams, the safety from the Seahawks. You then have Bubba Wallace, the, um, the NASCAR uh, guy. He's an, yeah, y- yes, the NASCAR guy. And then also Marshawn Lynch will, will then represent the NFC. Um, each player will play. 
one five-minute quarter, okay. and it'll be streamed and also hosted by, I mean, it'll be a live event, and the Pro Bowl will now be, instead of now all these players opting out because they're hurt, you're actually going to get a full roster of actual Pro Bowl players, but it's going to be played on Madden by these players that I mentioned. What do you think about that? Um. Does Snoop Dogg get to smoke a nice blunt? Because um, if he does, I'm off. Of course. Of, I mean, whether he does it on air or not. No, uh, it has it, to do it on no, air. No, he's going to be, so I don't. He has to do it on I mean, air. Okay. Um, I'm then game. Probably, probably not since it's going to, since it's on, since it, well, it is on some stream. Uh, on Twitch? It's on streaming devices. That's not. That's not ESPN. So maybe. I mean, who knows? It's on but, Twitch. I mean... so, yeah, he can get away with um token up a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I think so that's anyway, a cool idea. What are your thoughts on this though? Over, I mean, like this versus the actual game. Um, Pro I mean, Bowl. Are you in favor? Yeah, I'm in Would favor. Would you watch it? Um, no, I wouldn't okay. watch it because I don't like watching other people play games. I think that's dumb. But that's me though. Yeah, um, but me too. No, no, no. I'm the same way. But at the same time, I didn't watch the Pro Bowl either. Yeah, well, that, so I was going to say I was say this so. next. Uh, I think the Pro Bowl is dumb to begin with, too. <laughs> so I think you should just be voted in. There shouldn't be a game. Yeah, yeah. There shouldn't be you a know? game. I did like that. You what know, they were I doing mean, the last couple of years, where they were making like obstacle challenges, I thought that was cool. It adds a nice little fun element to it, but. Yeah, have an all-star football game because that's all they were trying to do. Trying to be like the all-star game, they're trying to be like, um, yeah. what is what is on uh, soccer have? Um, soccer has their version of it, and then hockey has like the same thing too. Anyway, they're just trying to fit in like all the other cool kids, but it's like an all-star weekend, but it's like a skill. Yeah, challenge, there you go, there you go. Right? Like is NBA, that what you're thinking of? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the NBA has yeah. an all-star weekend. Yeah, and okay. but yeah, it. Yeah, the Pro Bowl is rough as it is. And you know what? Yeah. I mean, play some video games. I mean, no one wants to play. No one watches it, so might as well make it. You know what? It's true. Like, Nobody you know, really does play. They just sit there and they I joke mean, around. Might as well make it fun in that aspect. Yeah. So. You know what? I want them to have the Pro Bowl. But let's have it, so, let's have it um, paintball style. Paintball Robo. Oh, see, there you go. I like that. Even though teams don't sign off on it, but I'm. Oh, they won't sign off. Um, their player getting shot by by paint, but they'll they'll loosely no, play a football game. Come on now. No, no, absolutely not. NFL. All right, so we have we have just a few minutes left, and I want to get into two things. Yeah. And uh, one is we have had a lot of head. Um, we have had a lot of um, NFL head coaching hirings. Yeah, uh-huh. um, obviously, we had talked about the Texans, who have not hired one yet. But the other six. But Bill Bellamy is um, going to get a second interview, right? Eric, um, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. But um, yeah, Bill Bellamy. Yeah, that's the I think comedian. But you're close. But um, no. anyway, uh, no. real um. Real quick, is there one hire that just stands out to you? And if you want me to run through them real quick, I, I run will. through them. Run through them. Uh, all right. So we had the Jets. <laughs> they Hubbard or they Hubbard. <laughs> <laughs> they hired Robert Salah 
49ers DC, and he actually interviewed for the uh, Cowboys job last season before we actually hired McCarthy. Next, you have the Falcons, um, who hired Arthur Smith. He was the uh, Titans offensive coordinators. Eagles, we talked a little bit about this. Nick Sarani. Um, he was the Colts. Yeah, exactly. He was the Colts <clears throat> offensive coordinator, but did but he didn't call plays. He designed Jaguars. the plays. Okay, that's just maybe important. So. Maybe so. Jaguars. Urban Meyer. Um, obviously, coming from you know all of his success in the uh, college game, but does he have health issues? Chargers. Brandon Staley, Rams defensive coordinator, 38 years old, maybe got the best job on the market. Is he the next Sean McVay? Lions. Who do you go to? Obviously, he went to the Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then you have then the last one would be Lions, Dan Campbell, former Cowboys mm-hmm. player. He was the uh, Dolphins interim head coach for a little bit. And he said his team's gonna bite off people's knees. Yes. So kneecap um, um, violence. So I like it. Out of that, out of that, I mean, please don't tell me Dan Campbell. But I mean, out of that, I mean, what really kind of stands out to you is oh, they might, you know, this might maybe make them turn. Because I have one name, but I'll let you go first. Go ahead. I think the obvious one is Dan Campbell biting people's knee. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Jesus Christ. I was going <laughs> to no, be so it's mad. It's Urban Meyer, man. Who else? Really? Yes, I think it's Urban Meyer. Yeah. You're talking about a, a the I, coach who's forever been linked about coming to the NFL is finally making the jump to the NFL. And, yep. you know, does he have the pedigree to make the to, to, to turn the corner over there in, in Jacksonville? Maybe. You know, that's one team I'm for sure going to be keeping an eye on next season just to see what Urban Meyer can do with an actual pro team. A team where, where somebody else pretty much does the scouting for you. Yeah, um, I that's my one B. I do think Urban Meyer is very interesting because he's because he's going to get Trevor Lawrence, and that's going to be. Um, I can't. I mean, again, I don't know how good they'll be, but for the first time and maybe forever, the Jaguars are like a must-watch team. But my best hire, mm-hmm. and it's just based on what I have read last year of when, of when he interviewed and this year when I heard his press conference and everything, I think the Jets hit a home run with Robert Salah, the 49ers defensive coordinator. He, I think he was very much in the running to get the Cowboys job last year. And so Mike McCarthy conned his way in, right? Yeah, outside of McCarthy. But this guy seems to get it. I think he is going to, you know, I think him and the GM there, I think they're going to make a smart decision, whether it be – and when I say smart decision, I mean with the number two pick. They have lots of options. They could trade it. They could do all – you know, they they could do all kind of different things. But I really like his mentality, the changing of the culture. The Jets need that. New York needs that. Um, and if somehow they could trade, if somehow they could pull off a trade for Deshaun Watson, um, uh, yeah, watch out for the name Robert Salah. Um, the, he is the first Muslim 
He is the first Muslim to ever be hired as a head coach in the NFL. Um, so How does I that even matter? That is... Who cares? Nobody no, should care about that. I, no. What's no, this again, football again, pedigree, which you just told me? Again, again, I don't care. I'm just saying – because there has been a there has been made there has been a lot made about minority candidates being hired. Anthony Lynn was obviously fired from the Chargers. You've had no minority candidates hired as a you know I mean as a head coach outside of Robert Salah, who is you know he you know I mean he is obviously you know not. Um, you know, I mean, he's not a, uh, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, they have had all these, they have had all these coaches that are hired that are not minorities. And he is the only one that is a minority, I guess is what I was trying yeah. to say. So it's just, um, and again, I think he's going to be really good. So that's where I'm at. I, I was, he, where I was, I was he as that. a so, football player at one point because, because mediocre players make really good coaches, but really good players make horrible coaches. I'm looking at you, Dion. <laughs> what about Jason Garrett? Mediocre player. No, he's a great coach. So you know, um, I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten hired. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed in that because um, the team that does hire him, hey, I guess Super Bowl bound baby. There's still that Texans job. There's still that. You know, Texans if the job, Texans wanted an actual it, culture so change. And actually wanted Deshaun to be respectful, I'd hire Jason Garrett. He would write that whole shit. Well, that maybe he wouldn't and have Jerry holding no, back either. And that's why no one takes you seriously. But um, anyway, um, on to the next one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, to basically end this, I just want, I just want to know what you think. Because we haven't talked wrestling in a long time, and I'd rather and keep it that way. We don't, and I know, I know, but I just want—I just basically have one question. Well, actually, okay. two, and I will also answer. And I will also answer the same. And that is, we have the Royal Rumble coming up, Royal and Rumble. that usually leads to uh, to obviously WrestleMania for obviously WWE. Yeah. If you don't follow it, it, this is like the biggest time of the season. We're starting to maybe get some fans back. So with all that being said, I'm going to leave you with just two questions. One, who do you want to win the Royal Rumble? And two, who do you think will win the Royal Rumble? Uh, I think Goldberg. I think he will win. Who I want to win. Who I want to win is uh, Big E. Wow. No way. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'll tell you right now. Here's what I literally had written okay. down. Who I think is going to win is Edge. You think Edge is going to win? Um, I think Edge has been waiting for a comeback. He is now healthy. I think um, he kind of ended his Orton thing. And uh, Edge is my pick to um, do – because I, I, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling. Um, but who I want to win is funny because who I want to win, who I wrote down is Big E. <laughs> so that was why I was like, yeah, that so I hope Big E wins. Um, again, uh, so yeah, just real quick. We only have a few minutes left, but, um, Cena rock, obviously you say Goldberg. Do you think Undertaker, no. you think any I of these, to the- 
No, but do, do you think any of these are big players? No. In this maybe Royal yeah, Rumble Rush. The Rock maybe. Season? If you want to start something with Roman and The Rock eventually. Um, okay. John Cena, yeah, well, no. Yeah, I think he's already time, come out yeah. and said multiple times that. But they say that he's going to show up at WrestleMania, so I don't know what the hell. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Is he the host? Uh, and um, Undertaker, Undertaker right? is done. done. Hey, man, right? uh, real quick. Because okay. uh, this, 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 this means yeah. this involves Undertaker. I listened to his Joe Rogan podcast interview. Good stuff. Very good yeah. stuff. He makes it very clear really? that he's done with pro wrestling. And I know people say never say never. But this dude is like, literally, his body can't go anymore, which is why he's retiring. I think... I think he will only make appearances and maybe do a choke slam or a power bomb, but he's not wrestling. No, anymore. Oh, he says I completely he's, agree with on that. On the Rogan podcast, he said he's completely hung him up. He's like, his body just can't can't put up wow. with it anymore. You know, he's got this like shoulder injury that he's had for like forever, where it's like bone on bone just grinding to where. I, I mean, I don't doubt it. He's and, old. But he had this back I mean, in, like, in his again, prime. But so, he never got um, repaired. I know. And he and he's still doing it. No, he's so. not. He's retired. I just said he's right. retired. Well, he's not doing nothing really? but yeah, chilling. Okay. So, we have 15 seconds. Nakamura, now a face. You I like do it like or that. Not? Um, I do miss Nakamura as a face. He was a good heel. But, man, it's just he's so charismatic that he's a better uh, baby face than he is a heel. I like to I like to watch him even okay. more as a baby face because he's so flamboyant and he's really over the top. And he went back yeah, to his oh, old that, music. That fucking music is, is fucking awesome. Dope. Fucking exactly. dope. Exactly. It's dope. Um and then also Daniel Bryan, one last run. Now no, Daniel Bryan, yes. your time has come. Move on. You had your chance. Okay. And you wanted to go Move and on. get some concussions and not wrestle for like seven okay. years. That's not my fault. That's your All fault. Right. All right. Well, I so I did not get to get into my story. No, let's for save Tiger, it for next week, which I do. But we will save it for next week because I do want to get back into that it's just about a him little bit. Strippers behind the behind the dumpster. Well, well, you no, I was never there for that. I'm, Lisa, uh, that I'm pretty but, sure um, you said just, you saw something, or maybe I was hoping. I'm you pretty saw sure something. that. Pretty sure you're teasing it pretty hard. So uh, anyway, but that's great. So um, you're like Irod. He was teasing it no. really hard, and no. I was like, "What? This sounds like a great story." <laughs> it, no, it is a great story, but it's not what you said. So um, anyway, um, that's it. Um, I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take us out, like always. All right, uh, Dippers. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. No, <laughs> you can find it. <laughs> you can find it. I almost, I almost hit end. I was like, okay, whatever. You can find Bye. us. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at No Chips Pod. Find yeah. us on Instagram at No Chips Pod. Drop us an email, No Chips Pod at gmail.com. and you can find us on Facebook. You guessed it, dipping without a chip. Well, you're probably guessing No Chips Pod. No, it's dipping without a chip. But most importantly, you can find us on the Belly Up Sports Network, bellyupsports.com. Find us on our podcast page. Scroll down. Find Dip Without a Chip. It's a finger literally going inside some dip. Click it and listen to our episodes there. It's tied to our Spotify account. I think that's pretty cool. And I think you think it's pretty cool, too. Callaway, uh, you got anything else? I am a real American.
Well, bye. Bye. See you later. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.